0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of A Brother's Quarrel. Quarrel. Bye, Bob.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm not, I I'm help not engaging. I'm not engaging. <laughs> I'm not engaging.
0: Okay, uh, so yeah, episode one was sort of clustery. Episode two is probably going to be more so because we're trying to record in separate places for the first time. So we don't know how this is going to turn out. Oh, God, all. no. I'm going to have to try to edit this. Probably tomorrow at work and hopefully not get written up for having my computer out at work.
1: Well, then don't take it to work. Just work on it like on Monday morning or Tuesday or you got time to work on it.
0: Yeah, but that would make sense. <laughs> 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 Although, uh, I guess, recap, we got episode one down the back. That was nice. We got that intro fixed on it. That was also nice. And... For some reason, we decided not to have a game plan for episode two because we're smart. High five for being smart.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: actually was doing an air five and I wasn't actually clapping, but okay. And (laughs) I will let you, you few viewers, know that you'll hear a jingle jangle every now and again and a harumph. Because this time my dog is sitting right beside me and he is being extremely needy. And it's impossible not to. Give him neck scruffles. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, dogs are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Oh, how should we start? We're probably going to cut cutting this part, too. You know, That's so all right. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Uh, how do you want to start out? I...
1: Well, we get... How about we just... Oh, crap, I don't have the hypotheticals down Go here. Grab em. Go grab them. Go grab them. Um, I'm trying to remember where I put them. Motherfucker.
0: Text Soraya. See if she can... <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think they're still down here, are they? They might be. They probably are. Well, I don't see them on this table.
0: Eh, fuck it. We can do them another time then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no biggie. But we can we can go ahead and get into the questions, but it looks like I had Soraya pull these two out of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like it was both of mine again. <laughs> Son of a... Grab
0: at least one of mine, because there was a couple you liked. Um, Okay, give me just a second.
1: Okay, so, this week we get back to our, uh, our subjects. Um, shit, I said um.
0: <laughs> it's so, better than my internal uh, slurping sound that I've been making the whole last episode, well, so. Well, you
1: know, some people have said that we say uh and um too much. The problem is, is uh, it's either you say um or uh, or you stutter yeah. a lot. Because you're like, well... Well... It's going to happen. Well...
0: We can just try to do it less, but it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen.
1: So, this question is one of yours. And the Mm -hmm. one I pulled is the worst part about being a Jedi. Nice. So, what would be the worst part? I
0: absolutely like this one. Because, no matter how many people talk about how awesome Jedis are, they're really not. Oh my god, they are so boring. How so? Everything... I guess you can say it's kind of hyper fascist <laughs> think about it okay if the i uh, if the sith are pure chaos you know you work straight from id 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 the jedi order is just strict rules that everybody must always follow or else guess what we're gonna kill you because guess if you don't follow our rules we consider you evil and if you're evil you deserve to die uh, i can see that kind of fucked uh, yeah. unless you're Jolie bindo Jolie Bindo does not count. Jolie Bindo is, well, he's Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who Jolie Bindo is. I'm not that.
0: Knights of the Old Republic, D. He was the old dude
1: who was awesome. You realize how long it's been since I played that game. I have not played that game. It came out in, what, 2001? And I I probably haven't played played it since, like, 02 or, or 03?
0: Probably 05 for me, actually, and I actually own it, so that's really weird. But you still remember Bindo. It's impossible not to. That old black dude you find in, uh, Keshek.
1: Yeah. I don't remember
0: who spent his whole time. like, dude, the Jedi is just as bad as Sith And if you think about it, you got to find a balance. All these Jedi talk about balance, but yet they refuse to find it in themselves. Like, yeah, all these things. Like if you, you have to be one with the world, but they aren't, they're completely cut off from the world or the universe, whatever. Their, their entire civilization is dependent on them and they need to be empathetic, but they aren't because they cannot show any sign of emotion. Because guess what? If you show emotion, you'll eventually fall to the dark side. It's like, no, you won't. If you teach them how to deal with emotions, like you're supposed to teach a child, which they probably would understand if you didn't take them from their parents when they were fucking children.
1: Well, I think the problem with that is emotions are... Not very easy to control. That's why with the Sith, why it's all more the out of control emotions like anger and rage and hatred. Because with those, they're very difficult to control. And so whenever they let those out, that's where their power comes from. But with you know, whenever you even with positive emotions like love, it's very difficult to control those. And so you know love can lead to any number of negative emotions and so I think that's that's where the the big crux of the the whole Jedi oh you know you can't you can't have these feelings you kind of have to be a monk basically
0: I'm gonna interrupt you and interject with this Jake you forget one thing that the great Jedi master oh God I can't remember her name. Hold on, give me a sec. Ah,
1: the great Jedi...
0: No, no, no. The great Jedi Master Tenille once said, Love. Love will keep us together. Uh, but no, like, here's... The, okay. You know when someone's most likely to fall to the dark side and turn into a giant rage monster whenever they feel angry? When they have never been allowed to feel anger. be Ever be upset. Like, oh, you're upset? Watch those emotions. You'll eventually fall to the dark side. It's like, dude... It's like telling people touching their penis is going to make it explode. It's going to make them scared of their own penis. But no, it's... You tell all these people, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Two things are going to happen. They're going to become super repressed and turn into a sociopath. True. Or two, they're going to give in to all that just because you keep telling them not to. Stop taking kids away from their parents when they're freaking three and let them learn how to be a human being before you say, hey, guess what, you actually... You have these weird bugs in your blood that can make you do stuff. That's when you teach after they realize, you know, they actually go through emotional development instead of giving toddlers lightsabers. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate the prequels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not showing. Don't worry. How
0: can you? Oh, God. I'm sorry. Again, tangent topic off pen put. Why were they giving toddlers lightsabers when when Yoda was all like, like, so what? Like, I don't use a lightsaber, you know. Freaking! I use the force. The force is my alloy. I don't need no damn sword. You felt that. And then what do they show in the prequel? Him teaching a bunch of kids how to use lightsabers. One of which has a bunch of stupid crap on their head that they can easily chop off. And two, they give him one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> stew, stew, stew. I'm just stewing.
1: Okay, what was your? What's your? But worst see, that's part? the way I would be about. uh... Like, with Harry Potter stuff, I would have the same thing. So, you know, there's there's things about, like, the movies compared to the books that just absolutely irritate me, and it's just really minor stuff, so I can't really give you a hard way to go.
0: I should also state I'm a little edgy right now because I cannot record with my fan on. It is hot as all get out in my room right now. Oh yeah, because it's it was so loud. It's so loud, just ambient constantly. So I'm just I'm just sitting here in no pants. Hi viewers.
1: Uh, well, why <laughs> I'm just trying not not to be hot it, right now? Why don't you put it? Why don't you put it in the other room? Turn off the the microphone no, it'll direction.
0: It'll no, that's what I have it on, dude. It's bluff. Still All crap. Right, so yours. Give us your worst part about being a Jedi.
1: Well, you know me, I'm. I've always been the kind of softy one. It would be the the whole check of emotions because I just can't do that. I've never really been able to do that. Uh, I'm lucky that I still have a job and haven't told a customer to shove it up their ass. Um, so it's it's one of those things that, that it just keeping those emotions in check, that's what would suck about being a Jedi because I am not able to do it at all. So
0: your worst part about being a Jedi is my worst part about being a Jedi.
1: Yeah pretty much. But for God kind of different... we need to
0: change the name of this show cuz
1: we are not <laughs> fighting. Well the problem is is though I'm the softy one. I'm not inside hooded. I'm I'm, no, I'm full on dead on the inside. I'm I but see I'm the opposite though. That's where the quarreling could come in possibly because I'm not mean... dead on the inside. I have like <laughs> I'm just not. And so That would make
0: it good. That'd make me the best Jedi though. It really yeah, would. Like I feel an emotion for a second. I was like, ah, fuck it. it. It's too much of a hassle to keep feeling emotions.
1: And, you know, let's face it, Anakin and... Sad. Oh, well, an- I'm not sad no more. That's how it works. Anakin in episode three was not far off from me at, like, 20. <laughs> no, you were never that bad. Yeah, I wasn't that You learning.
0: were never that bad. And that is... That was a hard thing for me to say. But, yeah, you were never <laughs> that bad. But, you never murdered a bunch of children and then told your best friend, I think you're the one who is evil.
1: Yeah, no, that's never happened. So, uh, But no, that's really what it is because I would – yeah. Even happy emotions, you know me. I'm kind of that annoyingly happy-go-lucky kind of person and the the constantly positive and bubbly even though I'm kind of getting less and less that way thanks to Retail. But I
0: have never once heard you referred to as bubbly.
1: <laughs> Ever. Yeah, I've been told bubbly before. but maybe that's Were they because drunk? Were you drunk? No, Was maybe it's because drunk? it's Utah and they would use bubbly. That's just uh, a word. That's
0: because it's Utah and they're probably trying to say a horrible thing about you, but they're not allowed to. So, yeah, that's the first question down. We actually got a little bit... Debating yeah, about a it. a little
1: bit. A little bit, little bit of this baiting one, going on. This one I put oh in here. Oh my God, that would make
0: a great shirt.
1: What? A little bit of baiting? Just sitting around baiting with your brother. Well, we'll keep that in mind should we ever, you know, need to do such a thing and, you know, sell, sell T-shirts on Bandcamp or something. So this one, this one I started to read earlier and you told me not to. This basically covers how one's own possible religious beliefs or lack thereof how it plays a part in the way they the they understand or see the subtleties of stories like game of thrones harry potter lord of the rings because there's always a lot of biblical uh mirrors in harry potter and lord of the rings that people bring up Let's not count the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe because that's no, no, that much no, that literally there. was
0: a man dealing with his own his newfound Christianity exactly. Yeah. So,
1: but I've been kind of thinking, you know, with Game of Thrones, how they have the different, all the different gods of that, and just listening to some Game of Thrones podcasts. I'll shout out Game of Owns because I actually really like that one. No matter how much you pick on me about the I'm podcasts so, I, that I listen
0: it, to, it, I, I'm not saying I don't like them. It's just. But I never really. If I, I'd rather just read the book than hear somebody else read the book.
1: <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's like listening to that, for instance, or any podcast that's centered around that. Whenever they start talking about the the deities, subtext. yeah, the deities within Game of Thrones, like I, it almost seems like you can kind of pick up on a person's own beliefs in the way they see, like whether it's the way the characters interact with the seven or their beliefs with the seven or. The um the way the I actually already have my point. I'd hate
0: to say it, but I already have my point. So what's the actual question? I already got my point on that. Yeah, and it's you're gonna love the point. Uh, What's the actual question? Well, that's
1: well, it's more of a statement. Do you know? Do you think? Do you? I guess the question would be: Do you think one's own personal beliefs that they uh, that they reflect that in the way that they take in those stories and understand those stories.
0: Oh yeah. Well, uh, the point I was making was when you were talking about the seven and how, you know, some, some cultures have just one others, multiple. I will just say this. E- oh, what was his name? Uh, Eamon. You may have need of only one God, but we still have need of many. 13th warrior. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's really everything you've been. It's it's something that is primal, and think about it like that. Like I, uh, the concept of before before science was a big thing, bef- when there were still questions unanswered, gods right. were primal. You had gods of the earth, gods of land, gods that caused the winter and the summer, and it was all explaining those little things. And then when you start understanding those things, you get the more what's the word i'm looking for uh the theoretical theologicals like like are the psychological theologicals there we go the or spiritual the, maybe instead of yeah yeah and dealing less with how things work and more why things work like like dear god cuz it's one thing i will say anybody who freaking explains the big bang I'm not religious in the least bit. I think both sides are equally weird. It's like there was nothing except that one dude who created everything. There was nothing and then it exploded. Yeah, both concepts are a little weird to me, but here, there, it's neither in my opinion. But but yeah, you tend to write things that are even if you don't mean to, it's in the it's in your it's the zeitgeist kind of thing to where it's it's in everybody's head. So a lot of religious undertones can be put in half the time not on purpose but if it is on purpose or if it isn't it's just something that can oh god I'm losing my spot Ollie's freaking me out I, fuck where was I give me a second I, sometimes it's not subtext it's just text like with you know the was it Carol I can't remember the name of the guy who did uh, the Narnia stuff
1: oh that's C.S. Lewis you're thinking of, um, uh, uh, is it Lewis Carroll was okay. Looking glasses. But, okay. It's yeah. they're
0: both through various things you find in homes. Okay. I apologize, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so you can have this text. You can have it as subtext that you really didn't even know you were putting in. Cause I mean, heck there's a lot of stories in that book and then books, all of them. Books. Yeah. There's so many books. Yeah. There's all of the books.
1: Like I, I, And that's why I especially chose those three, like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and Lord of the Rings, is because there's so much extra background stories. And not just that, I know with Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, there's a lot more um, biblical undertones that people point out, or in some cases, overtones, you know, like it's talked about how Harry has his Jesus moment in the seventh book, but you know, but Game of Thrones was the one I found interesting because it's much like current society where there's all these different ones, but the way the reader kind of understands each one, I just wonder how much their own viewpoints play into that. So, unlike how they understand or their viewpoints or the the lack thereof, how they then understand those the way the religions play a part in Game of Thrones. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, a bit. But mine is, like, I, I can't really see that it's all just intentional text. Because a lot of... Okay, I'm going to get slightly soapboxy. A lot of inner religious bickering of, you know, actual people who follow the same faith but offshoots... Is they see the same story and they read it two different ways? Because it's so, so half the time it's just kind of vaguish. Other times it's it's insanely specific. Like you know, the the weird thing about two fabrics that's just that's just weird. But hey, we're not going to talk about Old Testament because Jesus came along and rebooted the franchise. It's true! It's true! He came in just like a horrible cross-continuity event, and just no more mutants did.
1: Yep. Which, you know, that's kind of funny, because whenever I took my philosophy class, uh, whenever it got into uh, the the kind of religious portion, really didn't cover a whole lot of it, except for um, Christ and Buddha, because the teacher was basically like, oh, they're the rebel saints. You know, they're the ones that kind of upset the establishment, with these different and, you know, really audacious ideas. And
0: sometimes with actions, but with whole, you know, kicking the shit out of merchants who are at synagogues, but, you know.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just something that I found interesting, and I thought maybe there there might be a little bit more of a rise I could get out of it. Yeah, here.
0: but the thing is, though, uh, people at home, you should know, it kind of cut out on us. Jake's computer sucks. So, halfway through the... the the origin theories, it kind of crapped out. So I was just really spinning my wheels. So I was, my tangent disappeared. And no, you
1: can keep your tangent, like maybe put it in at oh the no, end. Oh, no, I'll let it, I'll let <laughs> it know that it was
0: like, no, I, as in, I stopped it in the middle. And then I just, I didn't work up a good head of steam. Uh, yeah,
1: that's why I hurried up and text you as soon as I could. That oh, I knew you were work gone because the, the,
0: the Skype goes beepoo beepoo thingy.
1: Yeah, but right. no, I don't know. I just find it kind of interesting because I've I've realized that myself, like when reading it. Um, but then again, I've never. I, I, this is going to sound funny, but whenever it comes to religion, sure I was that? never classist, you know. Uh, because you know, it's like it says a dogma. You know, the big thing is just that if a person has faith, and to me, I'm like, well, you know, teach their own. As long as so, you know, somebody's just doing something that makes them happy and trying to live right regardless as as your religion of religion
0: doesn't make you a dickhead i don't give two shits
1: yeah and so and that's what you know like whenever i'm reading it i found it interesting that the seven i and it it's not really explained in the tv show that's why i like the book so well in that chapter of clash of kings whenever cat whenever she goes to the oh she does the, the sept,
0: yeah
1: yeah whenever she goes to the sept and it brings it up to you know it's talking about how it's thought that all seven are actually just...
0: All aspects of the one. Yeah, Yeah. all
1: aspects of one God. And I found that really, really interesting because, you know, there's in some ways that it kind of borrows from different theologies, but not a 100%. There's not one that I can think of that we have on earth that is that way, where it's seen as, you know, there's just seven aspects of one. Well, Um, that was
0: kind of the point I was starting to make. Like you had... You like, well, I just said it, like you, you take all that concept and split it off into multiple people dealing with it because you couldn't deal with the concept of one thing doing everything. And when you realize that why everything happens, like how, how the sun goes away and comes back, how, you know, the stars, all that bloody blah, you start dealing with, okay, one person and it's now about the soul instead of the world like, there's someone who controlled the world and all that stuff, and now you, you only needed the one, and they're midway between the point of needing the the countless old gods and getting to the point where they only need one uh, in their society. Right. Cultural evolution or whatever, and things like that. Did it really just take its episode two to just make people cringe with religious shit, Jacob?
1: No. But see, it's not Cause even Because I'm that. cringing. I'm not. I'm not at all because to me it's more of a it's more of a a a thought game. It's not saying, "Oh, hey, you know, if if you do or don't believe this that and the other, then you're an asshole." It's not that at all. It's more just how one's own and, and you know, you could really take that into anything like one's own personal experiences. How can those personal experiences reflect in what you're reading or a character that you might appreciate more you know like but
0: jacob i need to stop you right there you got to remember insides dead
1: well that doesn't (laughs) matter okay so like for instance what if you had to choose a favorite character in harry potter what would it be because i know like one of my favorites would be mcgonagall and so she kind of has that if you think about it no she kind of i'm pretty sure she does that grandmotherly aspect to me and that's that's the way I, ref, you know, like in the seventh book, whenever Harry uses the Cruciatus Curse on the that one Caro, and she's like, oh, "Potter, you shouldn't have done that," but I'm glad you did, kind of thing. And I don't know, to me, that's kind of a very grandmotherly oh, kind of Smith thing to was do. Awesome in that, Dude, she's so good. Oh. It's just bad that those movies kind of sucked ass. But again, uh,
0: three was good because it's a standalone movie.
1: But you know, but also at the same time. I, serious black is one of my favorites. And the funny thing is, is, you know, he's, he's actually a gray character. He's kind of one of those that could kind of go either way, you know, in a different situation. You know, if his parents wasn't total assholes, maybe he would have went Slytherin and went a different way, you know. And to me, I think for as much as I'm a black and white person, though I'm very well aware that there's gray areas. You know, a character like that, I'm like, okay, that's how you play a gray area. Does that make sense?
0: I'm still trying to think of my favorite character.
1: That's sad. I know. Neville?
0: I love me some Neville, so I might have to go with some
1: Neville. And he's a total—he's the, the total underdog.
0: And honestly, that's one of those few characters where a movie was better than book. For one simple reason, they kept giving him the love he was supposed to get in the books. Yeah. Like, like uh, they actually have him do that crap in a... Uh, and Goblet. And so it was like, at the end it was like, you know you could have just talked to Neville, right? He yeah. actually, he's a little bit better. And I was so afraid they were going to have Ron kill the snake. Oh, oh, really? I was so afraid that they were going to do that. And they even upped it. They had a murder of like 130 people.
1: Yep. I, I'm telling hey,
0: you. Hey, we did it. You were wondering when we were going to start talking about Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, in fairness, it was in the question slash statement, but you know, and I just think that whenever it comes to stuff like that, to me, a, a person's personality or things that they feel like may be missing in their personality, I think that that kind of reflects on who they like or dislike in a given book. You know, in in a fa- especially in the fantasy realm,
0: I tend to like people who aren't me. Oh wait, that, that's more. Wow, sorry. <laughs> Oh, That's more geez. me being dead, isn't it? Shit. Nah.
1: No, not really. I uh, Yeah, that
0: that it kind of made me a little itchy, but that wasn't bad.
1: And see, like I don't I can't say that I have a favorite character in Lord of the Rings. I can't
0: either because I've never read the books.
1: I've read the books and I
0: couldn't get past the second chapter, dude.
1: Oh my goodness. It's like, I, I love that Soraya bought me the Silmarillion, but there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm afraid this is going to be a slog, but I kind of want to it's read it. Just it it's I, a language such nerd a...
0: writing a book about being a language nerd. That... And that's okay with me. No, no, no I'm <laughs> just saying that I'm not, I'm not dogging on him for it. I'm saying it's going to be a slog because it's a language nerd who created a world to justify
1: his language nerdness. Well, you know, and as. Okay, have you ever sat down and watched the extended edition of uh, Return of the King? No,
0: I've because uh, you bought the extended two towers before I moved out here, and that was the last okay. one I saw extended. So
1: the extended Return of the King is probably like five, six hours long with everything Ugh. in there, and as much of a slog as what it is to watch that extended edition, the book is that much more of a slog. Like, Fellowship is probably the worst slog of the books, but Return of the King is a hell of a slog. No thanks, oh, I'm so sorry, rough.
0: I'm sorry. I, yeah. know, I know I'm know. i a giant dork who, who apparently loses geek points for not freaking uh, reading the Lord of the Rings books, but I'm sorry, no. I, I have nothing better to do with my life, and I still have better things to do <laughs> than spend the next year reading those fucking books. I got D&D characters to make.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and it didn't take me very long to read those. It's more just, uh, there's, oh my goodness. Like, you know how you talked about how, like, Lovecraft, how much, how much he wrote just about oh, someone God, eating the, food the or three whatever chapters it was? in
0: freaking uh, Mountains of Madness devoted to the type of drill they're using? Yeah.
1: And Lord of the Rings is that way. Game of Thrones is even that way to an extent. Yeah, but that's he's, what that's He's what I not love. as wordy as Tolkien, but, you know, he puts a lot of a lot of depth into each of well, those yeah, stories. Yeah, because he was a big and nerd
0: for that time period. Yeah, Never let big,
1: giant nerds
0: freaking write book series. Yeah,
1: because he's a big Tolkien nerd. Oh, no,
0: no. And, I was talking about he was, like, what was it? The War of the Roses he was obsessed with, which is why yeah. Game of Thrones is basically War of the Roses.
1: Well, yeah, because didn't he go to? Didn't he go to like Oxford or Cambridge just because that's where Tolkien went or wrote? I honestly or taught. I forget. But no, George R. R. Martin is a huge Tolkien nerd, huge Tolkien nerd, and that's why there's there's parts of dude. I mean, all you have to see is Samwise and Samwell. I mean, end of story. There's there's no other argument. You know, one's just as, uh, um. I almost want to say useless, but, you know, has their moments to where they're not completely useless, but... He is not physically
0: the... He's not the the physical pillar, he's the emotional pillar. Yeah. Because, dear God, did Jon Snow need one that just bucket of boring half the time, I'm sorry. Who, Jon Snow? Oh, God, he could be so
1: boring. Not as bad as Sansa. Oh, God... Why can't it be like the stories? Why would it
0: be like the stories? Why aren't you like it? They are in the stories. I'm like, lady, you just had horrible things happen to you. Run
1: and shut up about the goddamn stories. I just find it interesting, the the reflection of the, the dire wolves with, their, with the kids. Yeah. You know, and it's like, as the story goes along, it's more and more reflected, uh, especially with the whole Arya Nymeria thing. Aspect. Yeah,
0: I need to start reading deeper in because apparently there's there's a bunch of uh, uh wordings about like a wolf that took over the packs and is now hunting the. Uh... Yeah,
1: it mentions that in the first book. I think it was that there was a story of a great wolf that had kind of managed to What's get the all these song? other, it's either in clash of Kings might have been or, clash. or the first. Yeah. Cause if you Cause you've read it, it's either one or two. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they bring that up and I was like, please come on. That can only be one. Wolf. Yeah.
0: They actually talk about the fact that it was uh kind of stalking battlefields and stuff like that. I, I really need to start reading some, but
1: Oh my God, I can't. Get it's just like in like clash. Beginning. That's, that's why with clash, whenever she goes to, to take a leak and she sees the wolf, that's why she doesn't get attacked. To me, I think that's the... That Wolf was kind of a scout and realized who she was and is somehow aware. Because in or the, some ways... Or she might have been a warg. because Yeah, because I think Arya has... Yeah. yeah, I think Arya has a little bit of warging. I know Jon does. And so...
0: Man. I mean, I need yeah. I need to start reading some more. But was it the third one, Storm?
1: Yeah, third one, Storm. And it sounds like... I think it's Storm whenever... uh. Is it Storm, maybe, whenever she starts uh, warging a little bit? Uh, I forget I which one. I don't know. It's going to forever to get to it because, oh, my God, dude. Because Clash is whenever Jon Snow wargs into Ghost, isn't it? Whenever he's with Corin Halfhand and everything? I think. Because I think he wargs oh, yeah, into because Ghost. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, when he when, – uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so we know that – I guess that makes sense now why at the end of the – the fifth season, why people were mentioning how he could just warg into ghost, but you know, I don't know, because I I hadn't gotten that far into into clash yet. Yeah, but so, honestly, at with that Storm- point.
0: like what was it? A chapter of Catelyn, a chapter without her, chapter with Catelyn, chapter without her, chapter of Catelyn. I can't get past the third fucking chapter. Really? It's so just. It's again, it's the slog of it all. It's like I don't want. Like I usually read before bed. It's like you know what, screw it, I'm just going to watch some crap on YouTube or look up
1: some anime. And that's why it's taken me so long to get through Clash is because for some reason, like the first season and second season of the show, they tend to stand out more in my mind. The third season, it's like The Red Wedding. And then the, the tenth episode, those are the two that stand out. Like, I don't remember Don Dondarian in it. I don't remember him and the Hound dueling in the TV show for some reason.
0: And was then, he like, when was
1: he dwelling? Whenever they're at that inn. Whenever Arya, whenever she's managed to run away. And the Hound realizes who she is. Whenever she's at that inn at the crossroads. And Beric Dondarrion and some of the other uh, Brotherhood Without Banners are there. And... Uh, um, isn't it Dondarrion that keeps being brought back to I think life? I it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so that red pe- priest of Mir keeps bringing him back to life. And so the Hound like pretty much cuts him in half and then is brought back to life. And I was like, how do I not remember that from the TV show?
0: Cause it wasn't in the TV show.
1: Yes, it was really. Yeah. That duel was in the TV show and I don't remember it. Hmm. And even in the fourth season, it's more the back end of the fourth season. I don't remember a lot of it. I was like, dang, do I really have to go back and rewatch the third and fourth seasons? Because Maybe that, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but, oh, did you hear they're actually, uh, they're thinking about bringing him back, uh,
1: Catelyn? I've, I, well, I've heard that in the books. Oh yeah. She,
0: uh, no, uh, there's a character Bar- that they no, believe no, no, no. it is. What happened is, uh, Baric, uh, that dude who kept coming back gave whatever the crap was happening with him to her, but she was already dead for a couple hours or a couple days. I can't remember which. So yeah, but, it's all kinds of fucked up. Her throat's completely slit. She can't talk. She goes ape shit. And sadly, I think I heard she
1: kills, kills Brienne. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the same. Which
0: makes me so, sad. Yeah, me Brienne's too. My well,
1: well, and where I've been listening to Game of Owens, they they actually have been going through a couple chapters at a time and they're on Storm of Swords. And I was like, I don't care. I'll still go ahead and listen to it because I'm still going to read, you know. And uh They've actually gotten to the post-Red Wedding, and that's whenever Arya wargs into Nymeria, because Nymeria drags Kat out of the river. They tossed her body into the river, and Nymeria drags her out. Dude. And keeps the other wolves from eating well, her. Well, I and gotta Aria start reading the storm again, because that sounds yeah. bad the fuck ass. I know, right? Okay. I was like, dude, I've gotta read it that much Jake, more. So, Jake, what's up? As
0: much as fun as this been, we gotta go back on the to topic of some way. <laughs> 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 Alright, so you know what? Hit me up with a hyper with a hypothetical.
1: Alright. Let me just pick one out the middle here. Right. Okay. So this hypothetical is titled Forever Seventy Five. K, you celebrate your 75th birthday in good health. As far as you can tell, you are a spry, relatively normal 75-year-old. And this condition does not seem to change over time. When you celebrate your 80th birthday, you look and feel exactly as you did on your 75th. When you hit 90, you still look and feel 75. On your 100th birthday, you realize that most of your friends are now dead or dying. But physically, you are the same independent person you were 25 years ago. You hit age 110 with the same results. Every year, you are celebrating a new birthday without physically evolving beyond the age of 75. Doctors have no explanation for this inexplicable stasis. Okay. So, how old would you have to be before you would start to seriously believe that you are immortal?
0: You know what? I'm going to say that this guy is the vampire from the question the other time. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair statement but not an answer to the question how old do you think you would have to be before you'd start to seriously believe that you were immortal
0: it would probably be the 110 uh round 110 ish so- it because like you know after a while you're like okay although that would suck you like okay, you see so you your say immortality at 75, man, that's the worst spot. Your liver's all fucked. Your Maybe. back's rickety. Oh, now if you actually started, you know, not being like, if you became functionally immortal to where you were completely, he- you could still get shot in the head, but everything on your inside is perfectly healthy. That'd be different. Cause you know, then your body wouldn't be having the actual things of aging going on. Uh,
1: but yeah, but see that's the that's the thing. It says when you celebrate your seventy fifth, you're in good health, so you don't have any of those issues. You're not like a a Bob Barker where you look so frail that it, the wrong fart might break every rib in your body. You know, it's one of those things to where you are actually fit. You are of good health at seventy five.
0: Oh God, think about how much uh, oct- like what octogenarian pone you'd be getting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, um, man. yeah, I, I I probably... So probably just
1: after the 110, pl- like maybe 112, Yeah, a little bit
0: around that time, because honestly, I'm me, so I would think it the day I started freaking being healthy again. The day everyone around me was feeling like crap and I'm not, I was like,
1: oh, I guess I'm immortal. <laughs> well, see, you know, I think for me, I always joke that If I make it to 70, after all the stupid shit that I've done, I'm playing with house money every year after that. So as long as I figure, as long as I make it to 70, I'm doing okay. Um, But I think I would probably start to worry around, or not worry, but I would probably start to believe it probably around year 120 or 125, where I'm like, "Um, okay, how is it that you know not only has age and health not killed me, but how is it that... I could still uh, presumably live in Utah and still not be killed by one of the idiot drivers. Yeah, so I don't know to me that's whenever I would start to to think, okay, so I've not been killed in a wreck, my health is still the same way, I look the same way I did 50 years ago of uh, what's going on and that's whenever I would probably start to be like, what up, son? I'm still I'm still kicking. I'm then, still standing. <laughs> but then, you know, at that point, are you like, okay, so now that I have 75 years worth of experience, you know, I look like I'm 75, but I have 125 years worth of life experience. What is it that I can do? Oh my God, your then,
0: wisdom and it would be through the fucking roof. Well, dude. not
1: just that, but think about you could be, you could almost be either the perfect villain or a saint. You could make yourself a saint. You could. Try to fix so much stuff because you're like, you know, hey, I've got all this time, so why you know what not? What I go would do, Jake? It?
0: I would join so many Tontines. you know those death pools. Like, hey, the last person living gets all this money. <laughs> I would join all of them, man. <laughs> but here's the here's the problem. Okay, yeah, sure. Day one, my mind was like, hey, I'm immortal. Day two, I'd be wondering if it's functionally immortal or literally immortal because yeah. you know that theory, the the longer you live, the more or the more like the closer you are to being immortal, the more likely you are to be trapped in a was it a, under some rubble for the rest of your life. Right. It's the Wolverine's dilemma.
1: <laughs> That's true, though, because if but you're, if at you're that, functionally oh, immortal, that would
0: suck. if you get you know collapsed under some rubble, you're still going to die from the fact that you know you collapsed under rubble and it, the the all the rubble killed you. Right. Functionally immortal would be great. Full on immortal would suck a bag, yeah. Because you, you would be there for the heat death of the universe, yeah. As a bloated popsicle, a sentient popsicle, because the world exploded, because the sun exploded.
1: It's better than a stretched out piece of skin that needs to be sprayed with uh, or misted with water. <laughs> moisturize <laughs> me, moisturize <laughs> me. Uh,
0: All righty, uh, you know what? Let's let's call it on that one.
1: You want to go ahead and yeah,
0: we'll go ahead and call because oh gotta wait
1: do... wait we got to do some super fight
0: also yeah. I still, also yeah
1: I realize you I didn't still get that deserve five a five minutes yeah, so we got to give you that five minutes so it's all good we'll we'll do that we'll do that maybe like on Tuesday that way I can kind of really come up with something I was thinking about a lot of stuff but nothing really
0: okay okay yeah so we'll do the uh, your five minutes on the next episode
1: yeah and here's what we want here's what we should do. We should just draw one, um. Oh, one random black completely card. Random? Yeah, one completely random black card, one completely random white card. Oh,
0: I actually had a good one set up, but okay. They, oh, what?
1: You had already.
0: I, I just started looking at them.
1: Oh, okay. Like, so do you want to do it no, that no, way? No, no, we'll then? do it
0: your way, but I'll just tell you one of them that I could have had. A child yeah, beauty that? pageant queen, uh, armed with a live T T-rex, uh, Rex's head on the stick, or the Illuminati. With majestic flaming antlers growing out of their head. <laughs> all right, so one random black, one random white. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Do, 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 do. This is going to be fun for all the... Oh, I just looked at it, and it's the Hulk. Apparently, that's the one I put down from last <laughs> stop. Okay, let's go for this one. All right. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, you go first again. Mine is Honey Badger leading a team of trained Velociraptors Fuck! I got conjoined
0: (laughs) twins with two extra legs
1: (laughs) 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 But see, that's the thing Also, what's a team of Velociraptors? Is that like four Velociraptors or is that like 15 Velociraptors? I don't know, what would you even call a group of them? (laughs) Would you go the the bird route and call it a murder? Because it would be a lot of murder I mean, I know Honey Badger don't give a shit, but that doesn't mean that Honey Badger can, oh my God. can communicate okay, I'm with the Velociraptors, this, okay?
0: <laughs> the Honey Badger really doesn't give a shit. It would end up attacking the Velociraptors. The Velociraptors would actually, in turn, eat the Honey Badger, giving the cajoin twins, with so many extra legs, time to run away.
1: Yeah, but they wouldn't be able to run faster than a Velociraptor. Even the the actual Velociraptors where they're like maybe two, three feet tall instead of the Jurassic Park Velociraptors, I don't think those conjoined twins are going to run faster than the Velociraptors. Hey, you think think
0: Velociraptors were pack hunters? These guys are full on in sync.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, dude, it's conjoined twins with four legs. I know. No, this should have been a freaking legs. sack
0: race or some shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We need to get modifiers. We need or we need to get the. I've got the modifiers oh, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Pull up
1: a modifier. Oh, no, we'll do, we'll do that next time. We'll do that next time. Okay.
0: Yeah. Dad, because if that was in a sack race, dude, I would have won.
1: I don't care. Let's do a modifier. The hell with it. I'm going to just find. I'm going to shuffle these up real quick. 'Cause the modifier is the blue one, right? Uh I can't remember. I know No, uh, no, the blue is the place.
0: Blue is the place. Alright, the purple is the condition chain or condition modifier. Kay.
1: Okay, so I'll use the purple then.
0: Seriously guys, go get super many, fight. It is loads of fun. The base black and white deck is amazing. Blue has places. Uh purple is well you'll figure you'll hear what purple does in a second, but yeah, okay. oh so fun.
1: Okay. So purple. All right, so here's the, the condition: fighters are bungee jumping next to each other. I win. Yeah, because the uh, the badger and the, the badger they would be too
0: busy fighting. Because again, honey badger going to be a shit.
1: <laughs> Boo yeah! Dang it, I was winning too. Um, what the hell? What's nice. Up with that?
0: Hey, you're the one. Hey, I said don't worry about it.
1: I know. It was nice to change it up, though. Yeah. So, so
0: next week, oh, sorry about that. Next week, you will have your own thing, and
1: my we'll, own we'll thing. both
0: have a five-minute thing next week, then. Screw it.
1: Yeah, we can kind of bookend it yeah, or something. Until we start so. getting
0: people actually, you know, uh, Twitterier or Yeah, I'm sorry. I really hate Twitter. Uh, I'm not good with the social medias. I apologize. But Because
1: you're not very good with the socials.
0: <laughs> you raise a fair point. You raise a fair point. I will I have I will, my moments. I will cede that point to you. As you should seed all over it. <laughs> all right. Apparently Oliver is wanting outside, so we probably should be calling. Okay, a so day. just
1: a reminder the, the Twitter is at ABQ podcast. Capital A, capital B is in Bravo, Capital Q, little podcast. Uh, and then the Gmail is brothersquarrel at gmail.com.
0: All right, yeah, thanks a lot for listening to us today, and hopefully we fixed a lot of our issues and we're trying to fix the rest. So until next time, remember, no one ever really wins an argument.
1: Not with that attitude, they don't.